you don't have to build links to every singular blog post. You just have to connect them well and then understand how the link juice will flow from the big one to the little ones. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Cassiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Milos Krasinski. Milos is the Managing Director at Chili Fruit Web Consulting. Prior to the acquisition of uh, Chili Fruit Web, Web Consulting, he has been involved in digital growth by using link building, outreach, and digital PR methodologies for Plus Guidance, an early-stage UK startup now acquired, and Sigma Digital Marketing Agency based in Oxfordshire. Milos and I are connected for um, quite some time now, and I'm, you know, very happy to to be welcome you here. Uh, welcome, Milos. Thank you, George. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to to meet you uh, again uh, now digitally. Uh, first time we, you know, we met was in Cyprus. Thanks to Alexandra Tatalova for organizing Mastermind, and um, yeah, that's what it is. You know, you people, you meet people offline, and then you take them. Uh, online and yeah that's hence, great this is, this and is I, why I, we have a meeting today <laughs> yeah and i think it's more preferable than you know to meet people digitally and just keep it there i mean it's it's great to to meet people in person and then get to like uh meet them again or speak uh digitally like we do now so as i do with every guest here at the podcast like i would like to ask you to share a few things about your background uh, even though i said you know just like bits of information uh, in the in the intro. So anything you can share with us about your journey and how you ended up doing what you do today, it would be really uh, a great way to to start this conversation. Okay, sure. So how how far do you want me to go to details? Because it can be like a long, long journey. You know, <laughs> you can you can you know you can go as far as you want to go, uh, even from the beginning. Right. So. Um... It says that priority acquisition, but before I uh, before I did the acquisition of actually web consulting, it's where it was uh, my uh, a friend of mine. He was um, he was running the Chili Fruit Web Consulting. He was a like a very little agency in London, and 
that time, in 2010, he was uh, specializing, you could say, in web design because web design that time was uh, in demand. You know, people wanted to have websites. WordPress was just in there. It was quite easy to start to build websites. Then he he just uh, kind of gave up with it. And then he said, uh, look, uh, Milos, you are very technical. You do you have a client in host, you know, you, you've, you've got a clients, you know, you do hosting, you do SEO, and you also did uh, websites, you know, I don't want to run this anymore. You know, do you want to acquire my company? And I said, depends what clients you have, you know. <laughs> but we've been very good friends and then end up to be a very good deal for me. And this is why then he started his own app application. He raised the funds and uh, we're still friends. And then I was helping him. But even before that, I was a um, recording engineer, um, sound engineer. I actually studied in London and I was trying to push my career into that. Uh, very unlucky with that. Uh, I just find out that, uh, you know, sitting in recording studios, you know, with no lights and I just see the this big recording consoles. It was very boring and uh, I don't know, and I just find that, that uh, digital marketing was fine. Um, uh, by accident, I found it. Uh, I was in a little recording studios, and the boss said to me, uh, apparently you're an engineer. Right? I said, well, I am, you know, I mean, sound engineer. Okay, but the engineers, usually they have this kind of mindset that they can fix the, you know, specific troubles, you know, and then I... And he had like, uh, he wanted to say uh, a Google, something like Google Analytics. He said, can you connect that? Uh, I can have a look. Then I just, you know, I just realized that uh, for connecting this, then uh, you can get quite a lot of money or building website like WordPress. That's what he said as well. Can you help me with the WordPress? And I said, yes, fine. So that's how I become digital. And I just got interested in that. And then was, I think, before Upwork, then we used to have Odesk, right? Yeah, and it was. Yes. Yeah. So Odesk, and then I checked on Odesk, uh, what, you know, what does it mean? Like how to connect Google Analytics, uh, build me a, build a website in WordPress for me. So I just got really into that. Um, got quickly some clients. So first I was building websites for them. Then they were asking me, okay, we need a hosting, we need a website. Okay, this is done. And I was thinking, this is just one off. You know, I need recurring. I need uh, I need the clients all the time. You know, I just realized what does it mean, recurring model? Like it's very um, um, important to, to run the business. So, um, and the, the client, they said, okay, fine, Milos, you know, you're great with building websites, but we need to be visible on Google. And I said, uh, okay, well, we find out how to do this. <laughs> And then, you know, you just got another service to implement. And then, and basically, it's been like that for years and years until I uh, decided that link building, it's what our clients really ask for because they can get easy websites. They can get technical audits easy. They can get SEO quite easy because there's so many people doing that but not many people specializing, let's say, for SaaS companies. So it took me years, like, let's say, 10 years to get into that stage that SaaS, uh, it's what I like. I also like the other uh, niches, but um, it's a different uh, topic for that. 
but and then yeah and then you keep specializing keep specializing until you just finally you've got your shape and then you you've decided this is my specialization you know i like doing just that you know so nowadays you do yeah. you're doing building for SaaS companies right yes how do you see link building change over the years because you're doing this for a while now and i mean how is link building different today than what it used to be five five years ago it's just getting harder because there's much more competition um so there's more SaaS, more companies and more people right and i don't see that much uh many other websites you know like they just do not grow that you know like so quickly let's say if you are in a very specialized space there are just uh, about i don't know 100 or maybe 200 or 300 places where they are relevant for for the actual niche maybe up to 400 you know if we're talking about the high quality you see where i come from there are not that many websites i also did that with uh Um, analysis with SEMrush and they sent me their full catalog of all the domains in the UK and if I remember correctly I just wanted to see how many websites are in the UK with the actual UK primary traffic organic traffic and there was not that many of them like if you're looking for just websites to reach out and they have over 100,000 organic search there was maybe about them six or five thousand domains There's not that many. You see where I come from. Like you see the internet is quite huge, but if you are very selective and then you find out there's a, you, you can hit a wall quite quickly. So uh, at one point, this is good because you have those relationships with you, you built with them, you know, you with those websites, with those domains, with those people, with the, you know, you've got partnerships and then it's easy for you to, to do that. Right. Because people know you, you've been in this business for quite a long time. Yep. And yeah, see, see where I come from. So it's going to be very hard for the new ones and very easy for the old ones. So at some point it's easier, at some point it's harder. That's how I've realized that uh, the link acquisition is more about partnership and making friends with those people, not only just exchange link and, and so on and so on. So you see where I come from. Yeah, so it's a people's game. And uh, like you, you have to build these relationships and maintain them. And this can pay dividends as you, you know, like continue to invest in these relationships. Apart from that, what else, you know, based on your experiences working with SaaS companies, what other elements would you say consist a like successful link building campaign for a SaaS company? Is it besides relationships? Is it content? Is it, you know, something else? Is it brand? Well, definitely all of those. And then it's easy. If you have a big brand and if you have good content and then you have a content that is recognizable, then it's it's just normal. Like people will come to you and then you don't have to do much. It's true. You know, they will come to you and then you can do whatever you really want. You can be picky. Uh, but that's, that's when you are on the top. But, you know, If you are on the top, it's easier, right? Because you've already been there for the last 10 years, let's say, as a SaaS. But if you are a new one, a new SaaS, and you just, let's say, you're starting off, maybe you are in the third year of the business, then 
you're actually having actual growth, you know, because for the first three years, you, you know, you, you will have to do some other techniques to gain first acquisition traffic uh, traction. And once you have your projections, then you can invest into like organic traffic, SEO, because it's a very long game anyway. So I would say that uh, once you have attractions and everything, then um, then you can do in, you can start building campaigns, very specific ones. But sometimes, uh, again, you have to be very careful with if you narrow yourself too much. Then at one point it can be good because at least you are like that's what people are saying these days. You know that if you have a content especially SaaS, each SaaS has his own environment. So they have to write the content that is uh, around those topics, right? And therefore the campaign can be successful as well if you are just specialized in that one narrow, I would say, ecosystem or all those keywords, and then you have your topical authority. But as soon or later, you have to go and look for other things uh, just to expand the content. And this is why I think that that gets harder because the more content you have, also I'm sure you've realized it's it's getting difficult to make a successful link building campaign if you just have too many pages, uh, blog post and blog post and blog post. And, uh, you know, most of them, they don't get any links. They don't acquire that many links. And it's difficult to promote something that is not, let's say, sexy let's put it this way you know yeah. it's not interesting it's not relevant or it's been just refined so i would say that uh, the very successful link building campaign should uh, consist uh, a pillar page that you know that also has like a, my main content that also has uh, in the background other let's say um short blog posts that are linking to this pillar page to one you know, for this one big pillar page. And that one pillar page can also have, let's say, infographic. And I think this is rich. Video, infographic, and a big content, it's something that uh, usually it's very easy to link to it. And then linkages will split from the main pillar content to the others. So you don't have to build links to every single blog post. You just have to connect them well and then understand how the linkages will flow from the big one to the little ones that's a good so, point. yeah that's a that's a good point uh i would like to follow up with something that you that you mentioned yeah. regarding the stage do you think that there is actually a, a stage at which after after that stage a, a SaaS company should consider investing in link building for example if there is a company that's you know very early stage they haven't reached a product market fit yet and they come to you and they are like milos we want to invest in link building. Will you advise against it? Like, you know what? You are in a very early stage. Go do something else. Go find product market fit customers to give you feedback to see if this is like the right use case for your product. And then come to me when you have a foundation so I can amplify that. Or would you say it doesn't matter? I would say it does matter on the budget. Because if they have a spare budget, it depends how they are being financed. And if they have at that stage, at that very early stage, if they have some, let's say, budget, let's say, I don't know, 3% or 5% out of the funds, let's put this way, maybe 2,000 euros per month, 
at still they they're going to build links to their homepage or to something, you know, but at least they will start being notified by Google. Even Google will notice that your domain is growing because of authority. So by the time that you will grow, it also will take time. So you can amplify that already, but it depends how well or how the CEO is good with the funds. You know, if they can manage the funds and they can say, okay, this is, this is what we have for this entire year. We are going to invest that little and it's okay. Then once we prove to the, our investors that we have the traction and then yes, we, we can change the, the, we can rebuild the strategy or maybe we can put more add-ons, you know, because strategy usually is there and they are just, you can always add add-ons. So one another add-on could be more content. Another add-on could be more people. Another add-on could be link building. Another add-on could be link building via Haro. You see where I come from. So it's just add-ons. It's just adding up. But what's necessary? And slowly, you know, I'm a fan of organic, you know. So natural, organic, slow. I like slow and uh, not too fast. But this is the problem, you know. When you have one year or two years, then you have to be very quick to do that product marketing feed. And yes, so um, link building, it's not good in that stage. It's once you already have some sort of, let's say background, you have some sort of authority, uh, you know your clients, you know your marketing channels. And I think it's uh, where you feel that uh, you can ask for more funds, let's put it this way. So series A, series B, series C, you know, that's, that's what uh, SaaS do, you know? And that makes sense, yeah. Everything is proven, you know, the investors will give you money once you prove that whatever you've told them last year, you've proven that, you know, so they can have much more, uh, you know, they, they feel that you deliver that, right? That's why they, they, they can call you postman, you know, like yeah. he delivers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Any, any mistakes that you see SaaS companies do when it comes to link building? Lack of focus. You know, it says like uh, they have a fund and uh, they, they need to spend it. That's what usually happens when they go to the series A, B, C, D, you know, further, further, further they have. And they just have to spend it because you know how it's like with the marketing um, sometimes. They have to spend it and they don't know what to do with it because they have a little bit too much, which is great. And usually they leave that at the end and they spending on the link building, which is wrong because that's how they're supposed to have that for the entire year rather than at the end of the year, the spending. It, it does happen quite often, uh, which is still fine, you know, because you still have to spend your marketing uh, funds, you know. Um, but I would suggest that it's a very long game. So just define the amount the, the the budget that you want to run for this year and just keep it you know be very um relax be like be very specific to that and why i so why i think uh SaaS companies do the, the the problem is when when they just spending money without being very specific and they said oh uh, you're a link building company can you just get me links you know <laughs> so rather than just get me links uh, it's also your job as a, a CEO or maybe a marketing manager that you have to choose what URLs, what blog posts are very specific 
and important for you. So you know that those URLs already bringing the traffic and they converting. And this is why you can measure the LTV as well, which is very important. So you have those metrics. So build links to this, to the, you know, to those very specific pages. And another mistake is what I see, they keep asking to build links to service pages. But that's a classic one. Uh, you know, people, they will, they, they will find you through the blog posts because they keep asking for something, they're searching. So if your blog post has, get, has got a good search intent, has got intent, and that intent answers the, the, the question, they will stay, they will read, and then the journey will happen. You know, they, they, got, they, uh, they discover the first blog post, they go further, that's how they engage with, the, with your website. They may they they probably they sign up for a newsletter and so on and so on. So link it to the blog post because they deliver the traffic, they deliver the, the value. You know, it's what people actually search for. So that's what you know, people don't search for like landing pages, you know, they don't. Unless the landing page will come will appear in the search results, which is now these days, uh, even rare, I would say, because it's more difficult, you know, and because Google understands that this is more sales, you know, they're direct sales, you know, they want to see that user has started the journey by searching specific problem. He find out on this blog post, then he might refine his search and he might go further and, and further. And that's how it is. That's why Google understands this game. So they want to be in a in the position where, where the user is being served properly. Like that's the search intent that said they found it, that's it, and, and he is happy. Can I ask something though? Let's say yeah. a company comes to you and they have a content inventory of like 500 blog posts and they have somehow an idea of like, these are the blog posts that drive revenue for us through their CRM and product analytics software. I mean, where do you get started? Like, do you, is everything that you focus on revenue and, you know, where the money comes from? This is the pages we are going to build links on or are there any other factors that you take in their, in their consideration? They come to you and they are like, Milos, we, we need your help to help us not only build links, but figure out what pages we need to build links, you know, to. Is it going to be just revenue? You are going to like, take a look into, or is it something else? Mm, I cannot tell about the revenue because you cannot predict that, what kind of revenue will be out of, let's say, the traffic. You know, that's a little bit too far. No, I mean, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Let me clarify. Yeah. I mean, about historic data. They have historic data that, I mean, these 15 blog posts out of the 500 are the revenue drivers for us. So is this for you like, okay, this is these are the pages we are going to build links uh, to. Yes, as long as they have actual chances to rank for, because if the competition is already there, and I can I can check who who is the big player in the top five for this kind of keyword or for like it's not for the keyword, it's for this for this space. Let's put it this way, because there's no more keywords. This, this doesn't exist. That used to be five years ago for a keyword, right? We, we you know we rank for the search intent. Let's put it this way these yep. days. So for this space, if you want to be in that space, and then I can see these are the top five players and you are top 10, I can also tell how many links they've built for the last 12 months. 
So I can see the link velocity. So it's easy to tell how far you're going to be or how, how fast you need to be to get there. And question is, do you really need that? Because maybe there are some possibilities that you need to just, rather than optimizing for your main, uh, like a main, uh, uh, I would say main, main space, rather than main space, choose a feature that you have. Like, you know, usually SaaS has a main, main, main let's say, like a, a component, and that component solves the problem, right? But usually that sooner or later, each SaaS build a feature. Feature one, feature two, feature three, feature four, feature five. And those features are very new. So why don't you uh, build a content around those features and you know, trying to get there rather than focus on where the other are, you know, because if there's too many people already out there, you might be too late. And I think sometimes it's too late. So it's going to be very slow, very cost effective, uh, very expensive, not going to be cost effective. And you might not see uh, results. And even if you do see results, the other problem is going to be that you need to keep that budget to maintain because yes. it's very easy to, to get out of this space. You know, okay, you've built it. What now? You know, you need to maintain. So it's going to be also very expensive. And as we know with the marketing year by year, uh, the marketing expenses are getting more and more and more. So that it's become very expensive. So sometimes I think what we do for the, for the SaaS, we try to navigate, okay, here this is a, a good chance, you know. These keywords, they haven't been yet, um, that there's, there's no content around. You see that, that there is a possibility to rank for it, uh, to do something about it, to, to drive uh, some, some traffic to this. And let's see, how this is going to work, you know? So, but very specific, be, be better to be very specific. Maybe this is, uh, maybe you need a, a good pillar page. One good pillar page that actually serves all those questions, you know, what people are searching for. Um, so it can be that feature, uh, the specific new feature for this new SaaS. So it could be that, you know? So uh, it depends how fast you really want that. And it depends uh, if you have, budgets and it depends if it's not too late because it's not like that uh, if if the space is being taken by players and they have been you can check via sunrush for example how long those guys have been in the top five for you know let's say for for one year for 12 months um, and they static so that, that means that the top five doesn't change you're probably not gonna get there that that makes sense that makes sense and then uh, do you think that in cases like this where a serp is not so volatile let's say that it's better not to mess with it and say that you know what let's let's leave this and focus on another page because you can see here that these websites have dominated the serp for quite some time now and we don't have any chances do you think it's better to do it that way it depends as i said there's no better or, or wrong uh, that depends on uh, your needs and uh, you know your wishes. If you have such great team, if you have uh, let's say people that can write and optimize the content all the time, because writing new content is one thing. What are you going to do with the content that you've already written? This is another thing that people do. Like especially SaaS, they write, 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 and write. 
they don't go back and they don't optimize. So they have like a large uh, scale of content and, and good like a space, like a big space, you know, they can cover those. They've already covered lots of keywords, but they don't, do not come back. They do not re-optimize. So you would have to have, again, another person, right? For that, that person is going to re-optimize those pages. So that's constant. Yeah, you see where I come from. So, okay, you have a strategy to build the content. You have a strategy to build links. Then what you're going to do with those old links? What you're going to do with those old pages? So it's another person. So, uh, yeah, you would need the budget. You would need to have a budget. But budget is one thing and great team for sure. You know, dedicated yeah. people, they love it. Yeah, it's a, it's an operation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can, can I ask you, you kind of touched on that earlier, but... I would like to know, can you actually quantify um, the needs a company has, let's say for specific pages in terms of link building? In other words, can a company answer the question, how many links do we need to get to position X? Assuming that the opportunity is there, can you like in round numbers, tell them that, you know what, we should build like, I don't know, 40 to 60 links to, to say that we have chances of getting you know, higher and getting the, the visibility that we want. Yes, yes, that's a, that's possible to say that. If, uh, if let's say, um, let's say this URL, this blog post, which you which the company has been already written and they, they say like, oh, we know that this is our chance. We just need more links. You know, the content is great. We just need to move it further in the SERPs. And uh, if I see this, I can, I can evaluate, you know, this is great. It's, it's really good, you know, you, I can see that also that uh, you have supporting pages that are being linked to this. And yes, I would say, yeah, probably you only need the links and then maybe just from time to time, come back to this page and keep optimizing. You know, there are, there are keywords that keep appearing, you know, week by week, month by, by month. You can, you can see that in Ares or in Semrush, you know, the type with what, that URL and you can see, oh, it's been uh, in, in SERP for one year, how many keywords actually brought in the top 100? And you know those keywords, that means that uh, they, they need to be in, in that content. So yeah, I would say, if I see this, then I will say that, okay, probably you need 20, 30 good links. And, but even after three months, I would say, within three months, you can see already that something is moving. If, if nothing is moving in after three months or six months, let's say that the worst, I would say, and the, the, the blog post is not, uh, it's not a difficult one. There must be something wrong. It could be a filter. It could be something else, right? It has to be a reason, you know, because if the links do not move the needle, it could be either the competition, So, which is why I would say no, because the competition is too high. So that's not going to happen. You know, we have to choose something that is fresh, something that uh, it can be moved easily. You see, like you just build great... I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40 links. Uh, and then you can tell that, okay, this is moving the needle. Let's, let's you know, let's, uh, let's be focused on that. But again, let's be focused. Do not change the course, you know. I have had that situation. So it was great. And then suddenly the founder just realized, look, uh, you know, we are already in the top three. We can change that budget. Let's change another URLs. So we did that. And then it happened, you know, you stopped building links to the one URL and then dropped. 
Because yeah. if you're not building links, that other people they they realize that uh, you know it's just that you you're not doing anything. So it's very important to to have that in mind that if you are very focused, then be focused, but don't go too fast, don't go too slow. But just have that. Let's say I don't know if you say ten links. Okay, let's let's keep that ten links per month. You see where I come from. Don't be like don't change the velocity. Today uh, I don't know. I need a hundred. And one day I need 100 for another URL. I mean, I saw this and I haven't seen any negative impact. Uh, digital PR is a very good example. You know, sometimes you have a good infographic. And when you publish a good infographic, uh, infographic can go, um, like, can, be, can become very popular. And once become very popular, people link in it, right? It has happened. It's a, like a great, a great evergreen content and, and so on. So sometimes you just get tons of links in a, in a very specific period of time. And then, you know, do you see any negativity out of this? No. So see where I, I come from. So. I get it. I get it. I, yeah. I think that <laughs> a thing that's missing from many discussions around link building is ROI. And yeah. I, I have many friends, you know, who like uh, run link building agencies or businesses, business owners that buy services from link building agencies. And a common like theme in most of these discussions is that link building as an activity cannot be tied to like business outcomes and like specifically ROI. And my question to you is, can you can you do that can you do that somehow? And like, how can you make the case for SaaS companies that want to invest in links, but need to justify the investment internally first? Like, is there a way to do that? Yes, we did that with uh, Brand24, is our client. And I spoke with uh, the CEO, uh, Sadek, you know, that's his nickname. And I said, uh, look, uh, we need more data to this URL. We believe that uh, there is something so can you just ask the business intelligence, your team, that what we need first is out of this traffic, we need to know what is the cost per acquisition. And then, okay, I'll find it. So cost per acquisition. Then after that, once you have cost per acquisition, I need to know what's the LT LTV, lifetime value. So for every sign up you have, I want to understand the cost per, acqu um, cost per acquisition. Then I want to understand lifetime value out of this sign-up, how long is going to, to, to use your services and, and what will be the value because it can be enterprise. It can be, let's say, few clicks, few sign-ups, but they, they, those, those clicks become enterprise. They become an enterprise client, right? So they can pay a lot of money. Usually the SaaS pricing has a four models, four, four, four pricing stages, right? I want to understand how much this given URL has produced how many signups at what CPA and what's the LTV. Then I can measure, okay, so this is simple for me, guys. You've spent this for the last year, but that's how much you've earned. And they see that, well, yeah, again, yeah. So the 10, 20%, 30%, we can reinvest again and again and again. It makes sense, isn't it? So you can do so. You just have to have um, good analytics, I would say, as well, so to, to measure that. 
But again, first, you need to have a traffic. And once you have a traffic, you, you can have those conversations. So we've had a hypothesis that this particular keyword is going to be trendy for the next 10 years. Because the, the way how we realize is in the SERPs, first people asking, they put white papers. When these white papers, it's more like university stuff. It means something this is like AI. You remember AI? AI 10 years in the SERPs. AI was like maybe something in the future. But people weren't focused on AI 10 years ago. Type in AI in, a, let's say, SEMrush and compare SERPs last 10 years. You see the different, the, the different SERPs, different results. People were searching white papers. People were like very curious about it, but they didn't know that they can monetize this. Now we have tons of uh, AI startups, tons of AI cryptocurrencies, tons of AI, let's say, content uh, um, editors or content writers like a GP, GP3, right? Or um, Jarvis uh, and so on. So and then OpenAI we have as well, right? So you see, you see where I come from. You can, you have to already uh, take a, always a risk, but you can hypothesize. You can you can set the hypothesis. It's more, most of the startups they 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 do hypothesis. They say if we have this, if we get if we go to the market with that, what you know will it be that you know to see see where I come from? Like if I. Uh, if I have this service or this product, people will, will people be interested? You know, like you have to first uh, understand the audience, and that's how you do the tests, product market fit, and so on. You can do the same with the blog posts. You can produce the content, and then you see how it's actually performing. If it's performing for, let's say, for the last six months, and you see the keywords are being. Um, Visible, more keywords being visible for this URL in the top 100, just, just more, more of those. They don't have to rank for the top, top 10. There is more of them. That means that there's something going on in that space as well. So it's a good trick. So to answer your question, you can. You can set a hypothesis. You can start from the very beginning. You need to have, obviously, a time. You need to be ahead of it. And uh, yes, you need to you can measure. Once you have a traffic, you can set the CPA. You can then have LTV. And startups are very good at measuring cost per acquisition because cost per acquisition is probably one of the questions that uh, investors will ask. What's your cost per acquisition and what's the LTV? So they now understand what's your churn rate. You see, so like. I think they're very good at that, and it wouldn't be hard to just do the ROI out of the. Obviously, it's hard to say. Look, you know, if the investor will ask you, uh, can you, can you, can you tell me when you're gonna be in the next three years with this your like with your startups? I'll give you money. But it's same. It's like CEO of the SaaS asking the link building company, can you can you tell me when we're gonna be in the one year time if if I give you this and that? You know, like you cannot. Obviously, you cannot. Yeah, we you, just you, have we we just had this three the most unpredictable uh, things uh, for the last few years. One Brexit. People thought, "No, Brexit not happen." It did happen. Uh, COVID. No, it's just uh, just some virus. Nothing gonna happen. It's not gonna be big. It's gonna be quick. Two three years more than that. You see, 
it, yeah. up, it, it just upside and down everything. Then we've got the, uh, uh, this situation with the war. Everything is, uh, you can see NASDAQ down, Bitcoin down, all the altcoins down, everything is down, you know? So uh, you see that you can tell that, that uh, you cannot predict what's going to happen in the next one year, especially now. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, a question I have for you, quick one, follow up to that. Uh, does the vertical affect the price per link? Meaning that if we are talking about a, an, a space where competition is more intense and uh, SERPs are more saturated, maybe even to, to go back to what you were sharing with us, you know, about all these interesting things, CAC and LTV and so on, the LTVs are higher because we are talking about an enterprise SaaS. Does that affect the price per link? Or you would say that, you know what? No, I mean, it's like pretty much the same thing that we would do for any other SaaS company. It doesn't matter that it's a, an enterprise SaaS. It's a very good question, actually. To be honest with you, no, it doesn't affect you. It, most of the time, okay, pricing and let's say uh, pricing and inflation rate does not much exist that much in the internet. It's true, isn't it? So let's say you are dealing or selling something on the internet. Usually those prices are not being affected by inflation rate. You know, I, that's why I realized, you know, okay, we, we do have those paid guest posts, right? We know this um, space. It's a different link uh, building business because you just buy it, right? You buy it. This is a publication. I buy it. That's it. Simple. But think about it. Even those guys they actually offer paid guest posts and they make money out of that they, they are not being affected by the inflation you know not so much unless they you know unless because you see like why i'm saying this because the, the prices are still there they didn't they always been high and but they didn't change that much uh, so i think it's uh what what has changed is the you know, obviously you need to pay your specialists, like link builders, like they specialize, it's a time, right? Um, so I would say to answer to your question, no, I think the budget will kind of like a little bit go up, but not that crazy, like uh, 30, 40%, like that's what we have these days, you know, because of the inflation. The prices for the food, for the petrol, they went up. I don't think that this happens in the link building space, you know, it's... Um, all you have to do is you just have to be in that long, very game. So just keep spending, but, uh, or keep investing, I would say, because it's not spending, it's it's actual investment. Let's put this way. Every link you build is your digital asset. It will remain, it will stay in the space, in the internet. It normally doesn't break. It doesn't go off unless people will remove it, but you can track that, can you? You can track those links as well. So, so these are digital assets. So I think uh, founders are supposed to think about links as not necessarily like as verticals as well, as, as you wish, but also as a digital assets. You know, we, we need more assets. That's a great way to, to put it. We need and more shares. You know, yeah. like your space in the Google is like, a, let's say you, you buy Google shares via broker, I don't know, you, you buy a shares at $20, you know, I think when I was, uh, I don't forget, I remember that I've checked Semrush how much is 
if you want to buy shares of Semrush or something. I was, I was I'm very curious about that, you know, as well. I, you know, some SaaS, once sooner or later, or um, they become very uh, big. Um, sooner or later, they will be on, um, can be on NASDAQ. Uh, I, th I think Brand24, I, I think he's, they did, uh, he, they, they did quite a good journey. You know, they, uh, I think you can, uh, you can see them on, a, you, you can even trade as well with their shares, something like that. Um, th there's most, you know, very, you know, the companies that were little, they, they become big. And then uh, you you can think of a of it as a digital assets or shares, you know. So you need more shares in uh, in your internet space for those keywords for this search intent for those guys they searching this. So it's like that I would think. So it's not necessary just to um, think of the verticals. I think they are quite static in my opinion, but static in the sense that you cannot break them. You know, like. If you start with the link building, keep having it for, for quite good some time. And I think do never break it, you know, because once you started, it doesn't look good for the Google, I think, in my opinion, because stop. they see that, yeah, you stop it, you know, why? So there must be a reason. I understand. And I've never like, thought about, about it, it that way. Yeah. It's like people stop buying Bitcoin. What's going to happen? Yeah, the price is going to go down. The value is going to be like depreciated. Huh. Yeah. So if the value is being is being depreciated uh, on the let's say Nasdaq or in Bitcoin, the same can happen in Google. I mean, it's kind of like very normal. I I understand they have this algorithm and everything relevancy, and yes, that's it does matter. So Google can think, well, you're not building links. Maybe you're not become popular. Maybe you're not trendy. Maybe you you're not uh, you don't have the content that actually uh, answers the sense intent. Okay, that's a that's a good way to to think about it, and I've never thought about it that way. So that's that's interesting. Now I, I would like to um, start wrapping things up, and I have one last question for you, mm -hmm. and that would be: Do you think that link building will still be relevant in five or ten years from today? It will definitely change. It's going to be much more difficult. It will be saturated like every other new thing in the internet. We used to have uh, Bitcoin, right, 10 years ago. Now it's kind of like uh, saturated, you could say. I mean, you can make uh, money out of Bitcoin, let's put it this way, but it's not going to grow like 14,000%, right? Um, maybe you have a Google, right? Think of Google, see the Google. Like when Google started 2004, it was a very fresh new thing. Now uh, the shares going up all the time on the market. It's a very good analysis prediction, you can tell. And, but it, eventually it, it will stabilize. You know, it will be static. It will be more, um, it will be more popular, conventional. It will be, it, I think it's already now conventional marketing uh, tactic. One of those, uh, uh, out uh, lines, you know, so like you have a digital marketing newsletter, content, uh, PPC. Uh, what else you have? Um, word of mouth, right? Um, social media. For each of each of those, they already had, uh, you know, that that they own time of popularity. And link building has been already popular for this quite some time. I don't think, especially SaaS now. 
because there's more SaaS, more people, and they are more educated and aware of importance of that, that, that is become like a ever going tactic, I would say. It's not longer needed. It's not longer a luxury. It's just, uh, it's, uh, it has to be written or like, uh, you know, when you have your marketing budget. So you say, this is PPC, this is newsletter, this is content, and this is link building. And that's yeah. for entire, we yeah. need to have that. This is, these are the basics for these. There's not new, there's not a new uh, form of, of marketing. It's just the, ba- these are the basics. You need to have them anyway. And anything new, it's like a, it can be maybe trendy. You know, usually there are some trends, but link building had never been a trend. It's been an always ongoing thing that people actually need that. So later they will realize that there is a value. It's just very difficult to see that because you have to invest quite a lot in to see that first. And also link building is not just that out of the link building, you can see the, the results. It, it's a component. It cannot go without the good content. It, you know, good product, they will also be marketed by themselves, right? Because they are a good product. So the link building will help, but it cannot help to grow you if, you are, if your product, if your SaaS is just not successful and you're not doing anything to promote it, right? So that'll, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great way to, to end. I mean, we could, uh, we could go on for hours with with these topics but um i guess we are ready to uh to close this episode uh, milos it, it has been very interesting to to have this discussion with you last question i have for you where can people find out more and reach out linkedin i don't think you can find out more because i i'm not on linkedin that i mean i am on linkedin but i'm reading it people i don't post anything but i have to start to making those screenshots oh this went up. This is my work for the last 10 years. You know, I can see these screenshots, you know, and like how people do this. It's great. It's great. And I think I, I'm going to co- copy. Uh, uh, I'm going to be a copycat of that. And probably I'm going to do those things on uh, LinkedIn. So people actually can see that I'm doing anything about it. <laughs> so yeah, LinkedIn, uh, reach me out on LinkedIn, Twitter as well. Uh, but ideally, email me. Milos at chilifruit.com i'm email guy i will reply even today okay that's that's great that's that's great and very specific uh milos thank you very much thank you george thanks thank you for having me thank you for staying with us until the end before you go i'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode ahrefs AHRS provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use AHRS Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahers.com slash awt and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast 
and over at our YouTube channel, where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time!